Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Good money habits, they start with your very first paycheck, and if you just scored your first job, you've got an opportunity to jumpstart a healthy financial journey. So when you sign up for Chime and you link a qualifying direct deposit, you get access to benefits like being paid up to two days early and fee-free overdraft up to $200. And with Chime, there are no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and no deposit required to become a member. So sign up for a Chime checking account today to link your paycheck. It only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at chime.com slash fluently. That is chime.com slash fluently. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today, we have got Sophie Ross on the pod joining us. Welcome, Sophie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm excited to have you on. I've heard you, of course, before on Christy X Knows All podcast. You also co-host a podcast with Ryan Bailey. And somebody, it was Lindsay from We Met at Acme, recommended that I reach out to you because she was like, you guys both hate the same celebrities. And I was like, okay, so we're probably going to have a lot in common. So how would you describe yourself and what you do? I kind of consider you like a snarky internet reviewer with like hot takes. Yeah. First of all, I just want to shout out Lindsay. I love her. I went on her podcast like early last year on We Met at Acme. She is just such a genuinely sweet person. So love you, Lindsay. Thanks for the rec. Um, Second of all, what I do, I guess, I mean... Yeah, I feel like I kind of gained a following from just being obsessed with pop culture, reality TV, influencer culture, um, just kind of shit talking on the internet. And I also have always freelance written on the side. I do have a full-time job as a writer, but not like the fun kind of writing. I do copywriting full-time and then I do, you know, fun stuff on the side. And yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. I just feel like I'm, I just love talking shit on the internet, I guess, which sounds bad, (laughs) but you know, I am who I am. No, but I like that you are at least open about it because I feel like, you know, as we talk about celebrities, my biggest pet peeve with celebrities is when they pretend to be one thing, but they're really something else. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, I find people have so many issues with Hailey Bieber because she portrays herself as this like, you know, religious, nice girl, but then she's always involved in scandals and apparently doesn't tip people. But then she's like caretaking Justin Bieber and people are like, okay, who are you? actually like people love the Naomi Campbell like I'm a bitch and I'm kind of proud of it so yeah just own it own it honey own it totally yeah I had this like working theory that people and I think there's a little bit of misogyny in here as well but I think people like authenticity more than they like good people so I think we saw that with like Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton I think we saw that with Joe Exotic versus Carol Baskin Mm. where there's two people and one of them is like full-on fucked up but because they say it outwardly and the other person tries to hide it a little bit people get like a little bit um weird about that and I feel like especially with reality tv and celebrities like we love a good fucked up and open about it type of person totally totally just yeah just own it that's all we ask of you yeah 
So I also know that you are a little bit into blind item culture, or at least like I hear you reference it on Ryan's podcast. I am dying to know your take of this because I feel like the world of pop culture used to be so red carpets in People Magazine, then it kind of died down over COVID, blind items took off in a big way, and it was so fun for a golden moment. And I at least feel like lately it has gotten so insane where like I will have people in my DMs being like, I saw veins on Selena Gomez's skin. Like, is she on drugs? Like these two people are dating, like everything's PR. So I feel like it's gotten a little bit out of hand. What's your take on blind items and pop culture? Well, I think blind items in general, you have to be like, right away you clocked me as a blind item person, which I am. I feel like for the most part, 99% of people on the internet don't care, pay attention to them. It's literally mm. the chronically online obsessed with pop culture, pop <laughs> yeah. celebrity culture. I am one of those people, just like many people who, you know, was coming home from school and refreshing PerezHilton.com as much as I hate to admit that. It's just like, that is what raised us. Um, and that's not everyone. So I feel like those like really, I'm trying to think of some of the ones Lately, I've been following Crazy Days and Nights NT Lawyer on Instagram, and he will always post his blind item reveals, like a roundup of them. And they're really scandalous and crazy, but it never permeates to like the general population. You know, it's only, I feel like it's just like a secret club where I'm like, yeah, did you see that blind item? Most people have no idea. Even my like IRL friends, which is why I started taking to the internet to talk about like celebrities and stuff, because most people do not care. They just don't care like we do, you know? So it's like, I don't know. They, a lot of them are probably bullshit. I think you have to use your discretion. Um, I tend to, you know, believe the ones that seem kind of realistic based on, you know, my previous knowledge of a said celebrity. I'm actually, I'm just going to go to um, NT's Instagram right now to like, you know, just see some examples um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I'm with you. Like, I think everything, first of all, like, I think it's just fun. Like I've never DM'd a celebrity. I've never like, I don't even follow them on Instagram. Like I view this as just fun entertainment. I think there's always right. people online who, you know, people who are like at Bella Hadid, do you actually sell ass in Dubai? It's like, you're crazy. Like you're not allowed to do that. Like you can read a blind item about it. You can talk about it at happy hour. You could like, I don't know, like go to a corner of the internet. You can't like reach out to them. Right. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. But I'm, I'm the same where like it either resonates or it doesn't. So like Mm -hmm. the idea of like my big one that I believe is like, I think Taylor Swift has hooked up with women before. I just imagine like everyone in Hollywood probably has. So that resonates to me. But then one about, I don't know, like sacrifice, something like that wouldn't really resonate as much. And also it's funny too, because I feel like I resonate with NT's blind items more because they have kind of that conspiracy angle, which I love, rather than Dumois, which I think is a little bit more of like blind item. This person's about to launch a new Maybelline line. And I'm like, okay, well, that's PR. That's not even a blind item. It's literally PR. And also the fact that literally anyone, and I know, I mean, like discussing Dumois and analyzing Dumois is so tired at this point, but it really is true that like, anyone can write in. Demois will post pretty much anything. Um, so I've kind of stopped paying attention to Demois. 
I really, I can't remember the last time I clicked through the stories. And I remember in early 2020, I was like obsessed much like everyone else. Whereas I feel like NT lawyer, and I know that crazy days and nights is kind of um, polarizing. Not everyone is a fan of NT lawyer or his, I don't know, way of, way of working, but I trust his sources sometimes and I know me too. <laughs> I actually like very much buy into it sometimes and I'll, I'll be like, what do I do with this information? It'll be like a really juicy blind. I'm like, there's nothing to do with it. Like, mm. you know, it's either like you care, or you don't. And some people just genuinely, you know, like us, we care. We care. We're we really do. It. We're into it. Hence the, you know, podcasting about celebrities every day. Yeah. And I think it does add a, a layer to celebrities too, where like somebody, I feel like a lot of people use blind items where they're like, oh my God, I love this person. I hope their blind items aren't awful. And sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But to me, it just makes somebody more well-rounded. Like when I found out about Selena Gomez allegedly having a drug problem and her toxic relationship with Justin Bieber, I was like, now I'm invested in this girl. Like now I care because before it was just like, ah, some Disney girl. Picture perfect Disney princess. And yeah. Crazy. But with Selena, there is so much, speaking of like blind items and gossip not permeating like the public consciousness, you would never know all of the deeper, darker things about her. And which is, she has a great PR team. Good for her. Um, but it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, even in her fucking documentary, they didn't include any of it. Right. So like talk about somebody who doesn't want the general public to find out like what the true story is. Right. Exactly. Like it's really crazy. And I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head that it's like, there's so much deep, dark shit about them. And it is a complete contrast. If you just pay attention to like the celebrity gossip blind items about them compared to their public persona. Like it's really crazy. Like the Kardashians, yeah. for instance, it's like the same, you know, there's nothing like that. It's everyone pretty much already kind of has these ideas of them and knows about their scandals and things like that. But I'm trying yeah. to think of someone with like a very squeaky clean image, like Selena Gomez. And then, you know, behind the scenes, Help okay, mine is, what? like, I'm fascinated, right? Like, you have, like, the Ellens, the Bill Cosby, where yeah. their fall from grace is so much farther because right. they had this, like, all-American image. For me, it's Tom Hanks. Like, I am waiting for the his day of reckoning. Wait. Like, <laughs> Okay, so you said that when you, like, you had your email to me, and you're like, okay, we're going to talk about, like, people we hate, like, Nick File, Alex Cooper, Emirata. And then maybe, and you would have listened to like maybe discuss and you're like Tom Hanks. And I was like, what the, I was like, where did Tom Hanks, what did he do? What did he do to you? He, well, <laughs> he abused me. No, he, he didn't do anything to me, but it's like my personal vendetta and everyone's like so confused by it because he is, but that's the thing. Like, first of all, I find him suspicious because he goes out of his way to pick all of these roles where he is Woody from Toy Story. He is on the Polar Express. He is Mr. Rogers. Like he's always cementing himself as like, oh, I'm such a great guy. And even everything with COVID too. He was like, I'm helping the country. Like anyone who comes up and is like, I am 
the classic good guy. I just feel like that's so weird for you to portray yourself in. And like, let's get real. He's like a Hollywood actor. He's been famous for a long time. He's definitely cheated on his wife. And all of the blind items say that he like hooks up with these sex workers and does not treat them very well. And there's like some other stuff too. I just think one day news is going to come out. And do you remember at the like Oscars or whatever when Ricky Gervais was making jokes about the audience and referencing Epstein and Weinstein and Tom Hanks, like everyone was kind of laughing. Tom Hanks's face was so angry. And I was like, this is a man who can't laugh at himself. I just think there's something weird with him. Oh my God. I had never known that about him. I mean, obviously it's I didn't know. Yeah, it's a legend. No. <laughs> but you know, what's funny when you talk about his movie roles, I'm like, of course he was like, Captain Sully. And then what was the yes. movie, what was the movie with I am the captain now with oh um Captain Phillips oh my God. or something? Yeah, where like the pirates like the, come the, over. The yeah. pirates. He always plays like a real life like hero. Yes. It's kind of annoying. It's like you're annoying. You're right. Yeah. And it's like someone who raised Chet Hanks. Yes, that's also like yeah. that is bizarre to me too. Yeah. So absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna have to fall down this rabbit hole for sure. Yeah, I'm just like waiting. I hope it happens sometime soon because some of my predictions like absolutely fall flat. But yeah, I've just got bad vibes from him. So um oh. is there anyone that you get bad vibes from, even though like everybody else loves them? Like secretly bad vibes. Oh, okay. So this isn't like a real like celebrity, but someone, okay. I actually have two that I've been thinking of recently. So thank you for asking me this. <laughs> Rachel Sennett is one of them. And I know everyone loves her, but I don't like the fact that she always plays Jewish characters and she's not Jewish. And yeah, she's, she's not, not Jewish. And I know that it's like, oh, she just plays them well, but I don't know. I just, and I've watched her stand up and I just don't think she's that funny, but I also didn't watch her. Like, I know she came up with like a YouTube series and she's been in a lot of things that people love her. And I'm like, I don't understand the hype. It pisses me off that she does Jew face, which I know is like, a, like, I know I shouldn't actually care, but like, I don't uh, Jew, Jew face as in like playing Jewish, Jewish characters and she's Catholic. So like not the end of the world. It's not an actual reason to not like someone, which is why I say I just, I get bad vibes, but it's not like I actively dislike her. And then the other person is like an, a TikTok star, that octopus, Ooh. octopus lover, Jake Shane. Okay. I heard him mentioned on like the toast or something like octopusy or something. Um, I have no idea who this person is. What, he, what is he about? I get such dark energy from him. <laughs> and he's like, Wait, from a guy named octopusy? Yeah, no, I get really, he's actually, I think he's like really good friends. He was at Sophia Richie's wedding. Like he actually oh. is in with like celebrities already before. So it's, he's not just some like regular guy that blew up on TikTok. Like he was at Sophia Richie's wedding. Mm. So I don't know. I get very dark energy, bad vibes from him. And I don't think he's as funny as everyone tried. So basically his shtick on TikTok is like, pretend to be Coca-Cola finding out that like Diet Coke exists. Oh, okay. I know who this person is. I've seen right. him on the and it's page. Just like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's not like the most, people are acting like he came up with that shtick and I don't know. I just get bad vibes from him. So those are my, like, I have no reason to dislike them. I just get bad vibes. 
stuff. Yes. <laughs> and I remember one of my um, TikTok videos that like weirdly enough got like the most compliments on it was when somebody was like, uh, what was it? I think I said something about Jennifer Lawrence and they were like, if you don't like Jennifer Lawrence, it's like internalized misogyny. And I think I made a video being like, or sometimes you just don't like someone. Like sometimes you just scroll on the way they talk or like, you're just like, ah, eh, not for me. And like, sometimes you just don't like someone and like, that's fine. That's, that's okay. Fine. Like, you know, um, I mean, I think if you harass them because you don't like the sound of their voice or if like you start attacking them because you're like I think that they give me bad vibes that's crazy but some like you don't have to always like everyone and I feel like especially with celebrity culture we do live in this place now where if it's like if you don't like Anderson Cooper it's like you're homophobic and if you don't like this person it's like not always sometimes you're just like yeah not my style maybe it's I don't know zodiacs maybe it's like something larger and I hate that. I hate when people are like, it's just misogyny because I just had a tweet, not go viral, but it got like 2k likes or something. And it was the prompt that was like, who's a stupid person's idea of a clever person. And I just put Emrata's like podcast. Oh. And I had actually a ton of people agreeing and elaborating on why they find her really annoying and actually problematic. So it wasn't just me, but I also had, you know, people being like, it's literally nothing but misogyny. Whoever criticizes Emrata is just jealous and misogynistic. And I'm like, oh my God, is she going to get to like hide behind that for the rest of her life? Like, that's really unfair. <laughs> I want to no, it's, it's the Taylor Swift school of feminism where it's like, yeah. <laughs> support me just because I'm a woman. And if you don't like me, it's because you don't like women. And it's like, what the hell? Like, I just find that so, um, cause I'm with you. We have on our list, Emrata. So let's yes. start with her. The thing that bothers me, I get very bothered specifically. This is like, to me, celebrities in the podcast world. So like Emrata being mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do a podcast like three times a week. I remember in her photo shoot, she was posing with a Yeti mic, but then she's actually using a shore one. It's just like little things like that, where I'm like, you are trying to call yourself a podcaster and you don't know the damn first thing about podcasting, right. the Meghan Markle Spotify deal. Oh. Like, don't even get me oh, started. Like, also talk about that. Like, so she was basically outed. Like Spotify executives are now calling her and Prince Harry grifters. Yeah. And it, turns out I don't think she got the full 20 million because yeah. I'm assuming that would have been on some sort of like payout contract right but she did 12 episodes over three years years and it's coming out too not to mention she had an entire team of people there were like 12 people working on the podcast and dude I'm one person we were doing three episodes a week I know Ryan puts out one like every day oh my Every day. And it's like just him. Exactly. And Brian and I actually talked about that on our episode that came out um, this previous Monday, the 19th. So listen to that. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so insulting. 12 podcast episodes in three years, not to mention you have an entire team of producers, editors. All you have to do is show up and talk for less than an hour. Oh, and she didn't even interview the people. Did you hear that? Wait, she didn't interview them? Yeah. So you know how like in that podcast, it would be her asking a question and then the person answering. 
they, these Spotify executives and different interviewees are coming out and saying, no, I was interviewed by a Spotify employee. Megan wasn't even what? in there interviewing them. She just like, like the Spotify person would literally interview the guest and then Megan would read out later the questions that were asked and then they spliced it together to make it sound like an interview. Oh my God, that's insane. So that's why they're coming out being like they're literally grifters. No, really though, really though. And I had said this when Brian and I were talking about it, how, you know, two things can be true at once. The royal family is racist and sucks. And also that Megan and Harry are extremely self-involved people and kind of want all the money in the world without doing any actual work, which, and again, it came out that they had worked an hour and this was in tax documents I guess they had worked an hour a week or an hour a month or something on their charity and that was it like just one hour just you know and also the fact that like they're like every all their LLC companies are like based out of Delaware which is just like like you're skirting the system everywhere you can but you're trying to give yourself the good guy edit and once again it comes down to the authenticity. Like if you want to be a fame monster, be a fame monster. Everyone cheered on Lady Gaga when she did that. Like if you're open about it, people will respect you more. We like seeing your flaws. We like relating to you, but it's when you try to give yourself the perfect edit that people are like, now I'm going to, you know. Yeah. And trying to act like they're trying to, you know, upend the system and, you know, take down the, the racist, patriarchy, like whatever it is that they were trying to act like they were doing. And yet they kept their titles. They named their daughter after Queen Elizabeth. Like (laughs) you're not really, and all you're trying to do is kind of just like make enough money to pay for your security and, you know, not much else. They're just trying to make money and they're living in this massive, massive, what is it? Santa Barbara compound um, that they have to pay for somehow. So it's not like they're just like, you know, they really are off the grid living like normal people, which is kind of what they were trying to pretend they were doing at first. I don't know. I know that it's a very polarizing subject. Um, but that the Spotify deal unraveling really pissed me off. It did because I was like $20 million would be so life-changing for all of these podcasters that work their asses off. And, you know, in Spotify. Well, not to mention, too, like, the other Spotify deals were given to people who had a proven track record of podcasting. And I just find it so insane to give millions of dollars to somebody who has never once done something that you're giving them the check for. Like, that's crazy to me. Oh, totally. And the fact that Spotify also was, like, has been laying people off. And I know that they're kind of pivoting their podcast strategy. I think they over-invested in some talent. I would say even Alex Cooper, call her daddy. Are they making that $60 million back? I would say probably not. Definitely not. So they're clearly pivoting their strategy and at the same time laying off tons of presumably hardworking sound engineers and, and employees. And it's really sad that, you know, these millions of dollars were given to people who don't necessarily deserve it while these hardworking employees have lost their livelihood. And I know they're not directly connected, but it's hard to, you know, kind of separate it in your mind. Totally. I, I, I find the, like the theme of um, celebrities, like in my mind, I would put Megan and Harry in here 
And this is a theme of celebrities where like you just wish you could sit down with them and be like, I have ideas for you. So right. for me, it's like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, um, Haley Bieber, like Bella Thorne, Normani. It's like all of these people who keep like almost getting to the top. Yeah. Like they, they have so many chances and you just want to almost girl boss town, sit down with them and be like, we have ideas for you. Cause like the last few years, like your own ideas haven't been working. And like, I know you could be something great. Like people want to be on your side, just like try to do this. I think that with Alex Cooper too, like I've always said, I don't know why she tried to be a fucking therapist. Like what you need to do, Mm -hmm. you're good at having athletes fly you out and getting like a toxic, emotionally unavailable man to be obsessed with you for a little bit. So make a podcast about that and people will listen because it's funny because you give great toxic advice, but you can't advise people on mental health. Are you crazy? Oh my God. And she's also a terrible interviewer. The worst. Terrible interviewer. And I also, I can't remember who told me this recently, that the reason that she is able to get so many huge names is because the questions are actually sent in advance. So these celebrities Mm. get to screen the questions and, you know, okay, everything, which actually makes sense. I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. So it's clear that she's reading off of just this pre-approved list of questions instead of having like a normal conversation that kind of segues in different ways and you play off of them. Like she just sucks at interviewing and she's also not funny and she's not interesting. She's not even funny or interesting on social media on her Instagram page. And I was never like a call her daddy listener ever. (laughs) Like, oh, I loved it. Like, I think the original podcast was pure magic. They had such they had such a loyal fan base obviously that you know that drama happened in 2020 which is how I actually discovered them and since then I'm not like a religious listener to Sophia with an F but I follow her on social media I will occasionally listen to her podcast and I think she's genuinely funny and like genuinely crazy in terms of like the threesomes and going down on women and like she actually and not saying those things are like so crazy but I mean she has the stories whereas Alex Cooper you you know in hindsight you're kind of like I think Sophia was the one that was bringing you know the the fun crazy stories and Alex Cooper is the one that you know was always very heteronormative which you can tell with her guests yes yeah the original caller daddy was so funny too because they would be talking about something and Alex was just so like I hated the way she talked about women she was always like girls be like blank and it was such like Logan Paul King Batch Vine humor and Alex would be like here's how to give good head and then Sophia would be like okay well ladies here's how to get yourself off and that was just kind of like you needed both of their energy and unfortunately like I am more team Sophia but I don't it's hard for me to respect people who don't have a very strong work ethic. And I feel like so like Alex had the strong mm-hmm. work ethic, all the energy, the pump it up. Sophia had the actual content and the humor and the dryness Alex. and the stories. And I just think they're they're right. really not good apart. I hope they come back together. Right. Like they would make so much money. They should just get over it. They really need to, seriously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Alex Cooper just like ugh. She pisses me off. (laughs) Have you ever, I once wrote a blog post about how she was like, she did the whole not like the other girl's shtick and I tagged her in it and she saw it on Instagram. Have you ever had any interactions with her? Because I know that celebrities see your stuff. No, no actual like interactions with her or anything, but I definitely have, you know, I feel like for a while she was like, Jamie Lynn Spears 
Colton Underwood yeah. having on all these problematic people just so they could like tell their side of the story. And I was like, fuck off. Like, what is wrong? Like, I don't know, just, you know, very, like you said, pick me internally misogynistic vibes from her. And also just like the $60 million from Spotify. I'm like, why? Yeah. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? I just don't understand. Yeah. Truly. Well, it's just, she's not funny or talented or interesting enough in my humble opinion. Dude, I am with you. And another person who we both hate, Nick Vial from The Bachelor. Talk about somebody who also has like a thriving podcast. And I don't know why this man is giving out dating advice. Like he's so swarmy to me. Like I just hate his condescending smile and how he seems to get joy out of telling women that they're making bad dating decisions. Yeah. The way that like my heart rate <laughs> is going up just about him because I just hate him so <laughs> fucking much which you know by the way which is why you were like we hate the same people come to my podcast I fucking despise him and I actually was explaining to someone recently because they were like oh yeah I listened to Nick Vile's podcast when he had on like Sheena or like one of the Vanderpump people and I was like don't give him listens what are you doing I don't care who the guest is do not give him listens and they were like wait why and I was like I can't believe people listen to him like earnestly listen to him like he is such a misogynist he also will tell like who do you think you are giving relationship advice well you are a 40 something year old man who started dating you started dating your girl your now fiance when she was 20 mm -hmm. and you were like 42 um and he'll literally tell callers from what I have heard, because again, I don't listen to it myself, but from what I've heard and seen from people who do listen is that he'll tell callers, you know, like you're just young or they're just young. They need to mature first. And it's like, <laughs> but your own fiance didn't have to. It's like, it's always rules for thee, but not for me. Mm -hmm. And like, he loves telling women how stupid they are. He'll say, oh, like he shares a toothbrush with you. He still doesn't like you. You're still not his girlfriend. That literally was like a series that he did for a while. And I was like, you're such a fucking prick misogynist. Oh, I get so angry. The phrase, he doesn't like you, like he whips that out so often and it's so sociopathic. And I feel like at least with female dating influencers, if because some of the questions that I've seen girls write in, like there are so many girls, and I'm guilty of this myself too, where they do give way too many chances to a man. Like a guy will be showing clearly that he doesn't respect them, he's not into them. And I've had myself or girlfriends be like, well, like he could be really busy at work and like I'm sure he's going through this. So like that's why he's not doing insert basic human decency thing here. So like we do sometimes tend to give so many chances and like make up excuses for guys, which I don't think we should be as lenient. Like you deserve basic. You at least deserve like what a friend, how a friend would treat you. And right. so many of these guys think like, oh, because we're having sex, I can treat you as less than a friend. But if a girl tells another girl, my advice is to sharpen up, do this, they're saying it from a place of, because I used to be in your shoes and that was me yeah. and I got hurt. And Nick Vial is saying it from a place of, oh, I used to fuck girls over like that. So I know for a fact he doesn't like you. Right. And it's just so awful. I know. It really comes from a place of, again, like you say, like with, if it's your girlfriend giving that advice, it's like, oh, this is coming from a place of love. When Nick Vile says it, it's coming from a place of hatred. Like he hates women. Yes. <laughs> he literally hates women and he has no, like, I don't understand where he got 
the idea that he's a relationship expert and should be giving advice. And there was something recently, I know that he came out and said that he was thinking about becoming a therapist. No. Oh my God. Do you remember that? No, I hadn't even heard of yes. this. I really hope not. Yes. And there was something that came out recently where he was like trashing. Oh, now I, it's going to bother me now. He was, he was saying some horrible shit on Instagram. I think it was about someone um, who was on some reality show. I don't know where he was like just saying disgusting stuff. I'm going to have to find it. And everyone in the comments was like, please do not become a therapist. If this is how you're going to talk. But isn't it always like the craziest people who want to become therapists? Like some of my friends love them to death, but some of my friends who make the worst decisions in life, they're always the ones who are like, I think I'm going to become a therapist. And you're just like, why is it that like the craziest people? No shade to anyone who's a therapist, but it's, it's never people who actually become therapists. It's people who want to become a therapist. It's true. It's true. Oh my God. And then, you know, I do know a couple of wonderful people, wonderful human beings where I'm like, you would be a great therapist and I'm glad you chose that as your career path, but there are also awful people. It's like the people who want to be president are never the people who should be president. It should be somebody that you drag their kicking and screaming because like they're normal. So they don't want that type of power. Yes. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Pause. I remembered what it was. And this this is really bothering me. It was Danielle from Love is Blind complaining about being exploited by Love is Blind producers. And he was saying, oh, you just wanted to be famous and you wanted followers. And now you're complaining about what made you famous. She was talking about attempting suicide. And he was shit talking Danielle from Love is Blind about that. So that's what I was going to say. Sorry, it was bothering me. And I just... No, he's just such a piece of shit. I remember too, even... um, I think it was Kit Keenan. I think she's like a... She was on The Bachelor. Yeah. And I think I remember seeing a TikTok video where she was talking about having trouble dating or like she had a bad date or something like that. And of course, Nick slid in and he was like, he left some sort of comment or maybe he stitched it where he was like, oh, kid, like, here's what you have to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, get the fuck away from her. Like he always picks the youngest, prettiest girls who say that they have one bad dating experience. And then he comes in to be like, he didn't like you. He really didn't like you. Follow my rules. Listen to my podcast. Oh my God. And it's like, you're a 45 year old man. Like get a life. Literally get life. I can't. Now, I also wanted to mention to you the Kardashians. So we do like a fluently forward boycott on them. Well, I wanted to get your feelings on them because we we talk about them sometimes, but I try to boycott where like if they have a scandal or drama, I won't talk about it. I really only talk about them to shit on them. I just feel like they are so insidious to me the way that they – start controversy for the sake of controversy, the fact that they lie about things that they've done and then sell you products to achieve the same result, which we know that they're not using their own products. I just really despise them. And I know that you had an interaction with them on Twitter, right? Where like they saw you shit talking. Yeah, that was like years ago, but also I feel the exact same way. I think that the damage that they have done to like society and young women is so immeasurable. And yeah, I just think they're disgusting. And I really try not to give them any attention anymore. I actually tweeted something about recently about Kylie's pivot to like cottage core because that's 
she's <laughs> not an it girl anymore. And the it girls of today are like the Matilda Jerfs and, you, you know, the quiet luxury Sophia Richies and the TikTok Gen Z girlies. And I feel like she's trying to like now pivot a little bit. And I jokingly was like, I could write a dissertation about this. And I actually had several editors reach out to me about writing like an actual like piece on it. And I was like, I can't, I can't actually give her attention because that's very, I don't want to. I, I, you know, when I'm tweeting, I'm kind of like in my mind speaking into the void, but like, I know I'm still actually giving them attention even when I talk shit about them. But this was like years ago. And it was actually, it was some story about how Kendall Jenner, and I've always hated Kendall, like Me too. probably the most because she's so boring. Like at least the other ones kind of have like a thing. Like she's just like so boring and also is like the one that out of all of them denies her privilege the most and acts like yes. it actually made her life harder. And She's just the worst. I can't stand candle. But anyway, so there was a story that came out about how, how her dog had like bit a man. This was years ago, like the most insignificant story. But like, I guess her dog had bit someone and she had like left without apologizing. And I was like, oh my God, Kendall, like what a, what a piece of shit. Like this just proves that she's just like disgusting, you know, selfish, whatever. And this was also before I had even like anything of a social following must've been like 2016 or 2017, honestly. And Kim quote tweeted me and was like, actually you're selfish and disgusting and blah, blah, blah. It was like, I know I am, but what are you or whatever? Like a little <laughs> like kids response. Like it was so funny, but she quote tweeted me. And then I think Kendall was like, I'll let you, you know, be an asshole. And then I'm going to like, you know, have the kind and measured response. She replied to me and was like, oof, I'm sorry you feel that way. I hope to meet you one day and change your mind. And it was clear that she was like, Kim, you be an asshole. I'm going to be like kind and measured and like try to prove her wrong. And then eventually she like blocked me on Twitter. So it's still, fu it's funny that I'm still blocked by Kendall Jenner on Twitter. Like I love that about myself. Um, well, how's she, how's she going to meet you if she blocked you? Yeah, you know, exactly. she really sounded so, sincere. I'm waiting. That was like six years ago and you still haven't met me. So like you couldn't have meant that, you know, <laughs> when you saw that, like Kim Kardashian had quote tweeted you, did your blood like run cold? Like I would I have like, been oh, so freaked out. I was like, what the, and I think that was when they still had some social capital and popularity. So I obviously had some of their stands and I remember getting in trouble at work because I worked for a magazine at the time, but I like didn't have it in my bio. So I was like, they're never going to know. But then I got in trouble. Um, but it was just like funny. It was just funny. Why do you get in trouble? Like the magazine was like tight with the Kardashians or something. They were like, this could reflect badly on us. And yeah, so I got in trouble at the time. I was like very low, low down in the totem, totem pole at the time at this magazine that I worked at. And it was dumb. I shouldn't have gotten in trouble, but I did. Um, Not to mention like Kim literally called you the same thing. So it like evens yeah. out, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? That's what it is. Oh my God. That's so funny. Cause like we all have moments where we talk shit about a celebrity online and like you, like you said on Twitter, you're just like, Oh, like I didn't like that. I didn't yeah. like that. You, you never think that they're going to see it. Exactly. Like you kind of, and that's the other thing about like amassing kind of like a following on Twitter is that I really always felt like I was just like 
talking into the void and just like talking shit and just like, you know, I never really thought I was saying anything of substance. And a lot of the time I'm not, but clearly a lot of people, you know, agree with my takes often, which I appreciate because, you know, I never, especially a platform like Twitter, like that's the one social media platform where you're not going to get anything out of having followers versus like TikTok or Instagram. So it never, you know, it was never something that I aimed to do. It's just kind of, I think me being unfiltered on Twitter and me being obsessed with, you know, celebrities and whatever it is you know, got me, got me some sort of following. And now I feel like I have to be more careful because I have more of a platform now, but yeah, yeah. I had to start, um, blocking celebrities on TikTok because like back when I would make blind item videos about celebrities and stuff, I was like, basically I've kind of stopped doing that because there comes a moment online where you don't realize how viral you're going. And I would just make these videos and be like, ha ha ha, whatever. And then I remember somebody was like, oh, my God, like one of those kids from Glee, like tweeted something about you. And then, you know, certain people would download videos and put it on Twitter and then it would go viral there. And I didn't realize that until months later. But now I start blocking celebrities because I'm like, I want to talk about their blind items and I want to discuss how we feel about them. I remember like Madison Beer saw a TikTok I made and that made her feel bad. And I'm like, I don't ever want these people to see it, but like I still want to be able to talk about it. And I feel like that's such a right for people. Like if I see my name on Reddit, I do not click anymore because I'm like, you know, you should be able to talk shit about me. Like maybe people do hate my voice or like they did think that this one part of the podcast was annoying. And like, I know that you don't want to hurt my feelings. I don't want my feelings hurt, but I also am the same as you where I listen to a podcast and I want to know who she's dating or how she got her money. So like we should be able to fulfill these urges without hurting each other. Cause I know nobody means to. As is their right. And that's also, again, it's like, it's why, you know, we're not tagging celebrities. No one wants to, you know, read bad shit about themselves. I have been in the position where I've read stuff about myself on Reddit and it like ruins my week. So I can only imagine what it's like to be a celebrity. But again, it's like, it is what it is when you're putting yourself out there. And even like us putting ourselves out there on social media or podcasts or whatever it is, it just, it is, you know, it's the name of the game. But now that you mentioned Madison Beer, she DM'd me once on Twitter (gasps) and was so nice. And it was, I don't know if you remember this. I know some of my like quote unquote OG followers might remember this when Ariel Charnas, the influencer, um, I wrote a Twitter thread about her, um, going to the Hamptons when she was COVID positive and it like went ultra viral back in like March, 2020 and Madison beer DM'd me on Twitter and was like, thank you for like calling this out. Like, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was so nice. And ever since then, I've been like a Madison Beer stan. I still don't listen to her music, but like I'll defend her, you know? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like I also am a Madison Beer stan. It's funny because she would be in my list of the Hailey Bieber, Meghan Markle, Normani. Like untapped potential. That was the thing. So I made a TikTok video that ended up going viral being like, I don't know why Madison Beer isn't huge because she has the looks. She has the voice. I actually really listen to her music. Like I like it a lot. She's so talented and her music's like unique and kind of ethereal. Mm -hmm. Um, But my video was basically saying, I think she hasn't popped off because she isn't willing to take it there. Um, In terms of her music videos, it's always a cool concept. Uh And she's like, on in space distressed, but she's looking beautiful in every right. shot. And I'm like, 
to be an artist, you have to be a little bit ugly. You have to make a weird face. You have to like have a pit stain or do this because I think that's the evocative emotion that draws people in. Totally. And then everybody in the comments was just like, she's too pretty. I hate her. And the comments like got out of control. Yeah, that's what everyone says. I feel like there have been a lot of like dissertations on like why Madison Beer's career has kind of like not reached maybe its full potential. And it always comes down to the fact that she's too pretty. And I don't know if that's like the, like she is beautiful, obviously, but I think you're right is that she's so afraid of not being conventionally attractive all the time. Like she is yeah. kind of, you can tell, like, I think she is obsessed with the male gaze in a way, which is like, can you blame someone who lives in the patriarchy? Not necessarily, but I feel like that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Although I feel with her latest era, her music video for show me how I fell in love with you or whatever. I feel like this could be a way for her to do both. And she's kind of leaning into it now, I think, hopefully, maybe, where she's just going full skid into like, I am a hot Bond girl in Uh these videos. And I feel like that's something she could do where instead of trying to be like, I'm hot and relatable, either become more relatable or go full send and just be like, I'm full on Angelina Jolie. You're always going to see me in a gown. And then I feel like people would be into that too. Yes. Yes. Because I feel like there's something about when you look incredibly hot, but you're wearing clothes that like regular people wear, then it like makes them mad in some sort of weird sense. I want her to, yes, I agree with that. I want her to get like a pixie cut or something. Like Yes. Dude, that's what I say too. Like, yeah, do something crazy with the hair to like stand out because- Gorgeous long brown hair, like every other Jewish girl from New York. Because that's what she is. She's a Jewish girl from New York. <laughs> oh, pixie cut too would look fantastic on her. Totally. Or the Sia haircut of like short cropped. Yeah. Like I feel like anytime somebody does like a short angular bob with her jawline like that, like it would look ridiculous. Yes. On the alternative, Katy Perry, when she did her blonde pixie cut was when her career started <laughs> to go downhill. So it's like you yes. never really know. A hundred percent. Yeah, the pixie cut will be make or break, but I feel like she could pull it off. I think so too. Okay, before we do celebrities that we love, any final celebrities that you have that there's just something that freaking bugs you about them? So I feel like we got sidetracked before we could talk about Emrata. Um, mm. So yes, I feel like her, from what I've listened to on her podcast, all of her ideas and like her like feminist theories are all like so surface level and like so like 2015 so there's that I also think like and I didn't read her book so just there's that prefacing it by I haven't read her book I know a lot of people loved it from what I've gathered about the book it was like entirely about how kind of men perceive her body which that is the life that she has lived I get it But she has never once touched on how women perceive her body and how women are affected by, you know, being confronted with women that look like her every day on social media and what that does to people's psyches. This is like the worst time for young girls' mental health ever. And it's no secret why. It's because of social media. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like how are you not going to reflect on the female gaze. Like, Mm. I don't know. I just feel like there, the list goes on, but that's something that has always stuck out to me is that she has never really reckoned with the fact that 
she has such an effect on young girls negatively. She can't help the way she looks, but she can help the way that she, you know, isn't totally truthful like the Kardashians about procedures that she's had done and how she, you know, hates, supposedly hates and wants to disrupt this industry that sexualizes her. Yet what we're getting on her social media is her still doing it. So it's like, I I don't know. I don't, and her, you know, claiming to be a socialist. A socialist. Yeah, that's, that's apparently her, you know, political leaning is, is towards socialism. I just don't like any celebrity, honestly, who talks about politics because I just feel like you are so, you're living in a completely different world than the rest of us. So you're I- You're living in a bubble, yeah. Yeah. And I guess in her book, she was like, well, I mean, I don't believe in capitalism, but I got to play the game, you know? If I live in a capitalist society, I got to play the game. It's like, so what are you doing to change if you hate capitalism what are you doing to change it you know yeah nothing so I don't know what she could do but it's like her words and her actions are so oppositional I don't know I don't know There's, the list goes on I just think she's so frustrating and I think in terms of like giving advice to celebrities that didn't ask for it I would be like just be gorgeous, stunning, wear cool clothes. Cause that's when I originally started loving her was her style. I always thought she had great street style, red carpet looks, not to say like, shut up and look pretty, but like, stop trying to be an intellectual, you know? Or I think, um, people have a real problem with doling out advice when it isn't asked for. Like nobody in this world likes unsolicited advice and nobody likes advice from somebody who's famous and rich and doing well. And like, because your advice is is different than regular people's yes. advice. And I, I feel like celebrities just don't really understand that. Like they're desperate to be like poor and one with the people. And it's like, right. shut up. Like, you know, you're, you won't be. Right. She also had given advice on her podcast that college, just because she got to drop out of college, that it's actually not necessary which is true, you know, college is not necessary for everyone, but we do live in a society that values having, you know, a college degree for some of its most high paying jobs. So I think that's a little reckless. Not everyone is going to make more money from, you know, modeling like Emrata did. And also, yeah, the fact that she grew up in one of the wealthiest, you know, suburbs of San Diego and spent her summers vacationing in Mallorca, I think. Um, she definitely came from privilege. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And I know the female, well, it's interesting what you say about the female gaze. Cause I feel like, um, there's such a difference in how women treat other women based on if they grew up hot or if they grew up kind of ugly. Right. Like, dude, I was a busted kid growing up. Like I've gotten my nose done. Like I've had some work done and I find it interesting celebrities who have done that like that's who I want to hear their opinions about beauty and society. Like Bella Hadid comes across as such a girl's girl. And I feel like it it kind of comes from the fact that I feel like she's not super male gaze oriented. Like she dresses uniquely. Mm -hmm. She, you know, kind of looked like a regular person. And then she got surgery to look like this beautiful, stunning supermodel. And it's funny too, like the way that the Victoria's Secret Angels will be like, 
with their beautiful accents. They're like, I was such a gangly tomboy growing up. So awkward. And it was like, yeah, they were always tomboys. Always. I was a nerd. No, you weren't. Like you were still beautiful. Like people who are stunningly gorgeous think that they have like all of these pretty problems. And it's like, okay, but just imagine how it is for the normies. Okay. Like you can't, I'm, I do know that there are problems that come with that. Right. But I just feel like, you know, how you looked growing up, um, it does give you certain life experiences and someone kind of gives themselves away when they talk about certain things. And it's like, that's not really a problem or like it is, but it could have been a lot worse. You, you don't even fathom what all of these problems are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, you know, as much as Emrata has kind of made this, you know, thing about how hard it is to be hot in that hot lives matter. I know for a fact she would not trade bodies yeah. with, with, you know, a less conventionally attractive woman in a second, because I can guarantee they've had it. So, and I, again, I'm not diminishing. I know that she has gone through some shit that she talks about in her book, not diminishing that. I'm just talking about the experience of not having pretty privilege um, is definitely, you know, that's tough. That's tough. So yeah, just there are so many reasons why I find her really annoying. And I liked her so much better before she tried to be, you know, some, some intellectual, essentially. I feel like people feel the same way. And it's funny that they're friends, because I, I think a lot of people have those same feelings about Julia Fox. I know I did. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, she's this cool chick. It really rubbed me the wrong way when she was like, oh, with like the Balenciaga stuff, it's like pedophiles like they're not in Hollywood they're everywhere the problem is men I was like that shows me you know nothing about the world of pedophiles or sex trafficking because this isn't what do you want to do get like get rid of pedophilia that's not how it works like that it, this isn't something where you need to cut it down at the root of the tree because then you're getting rid of a huge percentage of people you can't rewire someone's brain this is something where each time like Balenciaga or a priest or a nasty teacher happens you do have to like get rid of these people one at a time because there's no way you're going to be able to like go into everyone's psyche and like figure out what's wrong I just hate the whataboutism that she does where right. she's like it's not Hollywood it's this and it's just finger pointing that like makes you seem intellectually smart and does nothing to help the actual victims yes she's an idiot I think that yeah. she's like genuinely stupid and same with Emrata, honestly, but they're, they're LARPing as, you know, being intelligent, you know, thought leaders, which is mm. like a frustrating thing. It's like, just be hot. Like you're stupid. It's fine, but you're hot. So like, just lean into that, you know? <laughs> Dude, I'm with you. It's just, it's so funny to see the the paths that people take. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Shannon, how do you have all of the energy to know this about celebrities? How do you, you know, keep up with the Kardashians and everything that's happening? And let me tell you, my energy levels are up thanks to Saqqara, baby. You have heard me talk about them before. I love Saqqara. They have these flexible signature nutrition programs, and they make it very easy to plan out nourishing, feel-good meals. You can use anything with this flexible nutrition program. That means you can customize it how many days a week you want these meals, how many different types of meals you want it for, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Maybe you don't want to do a meal, but you want to head on over to their website and get some of their teas, their metabolism bars, their... Um, 
beauty powders. I love stuff like that. I love having like a routine and a little something fun to like make me feel good at night or just kind of, you know, for me, food is like mental as well as physical. So if you want to check out more about Saqqara, you can get 20% off of your first order if you go to Saqqara.com slash fluently. That is S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash fluently. Or you can just put in code fluently at checkout to get your energy up so we can all be creepy on celebrities together. Sakara.com slash fluently. Okay, well, should we wrap up with celebrities that we do love? I'm curious to know who you're like. I, I just think this person's the best. Oh, okay. This is so, I'm like, I'm always complaining about people not appreciating the good celebrities enough. Um, I just genuinely love Timothy Chalamet. And not just because oh. hot, but because I just like think he's genuinely a good person. I get really good vibes from him. Um, Wait, so you haven't read his blind items? Um, well, like the chlamydia one, obviously. <laughs> um, what, what I've heard that he's of? like such a dick to Zendaya and he's always talking shit about her because he's just like really jealous. Okay, I didn't know that. So maybe <laughs> not, maybe not. But I mean, it's not that bad. It's just that he's he sounds like a little bit of a diva in the blind items. Okay, so maybe not. But okay, from what I have observed regarding Timothy outside of blind items, I think he seems nice. Again, maybe not, could be wrong. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like since I, I don't want people to think that I'm a misogynist because I was just talking shit about so many... <laughs> female celebrities I definitely need to think of a female celebrity I'm loving right now I just off the top of my head the only one I could think of is Timothy Chalamet who's yours okay mine are I have okay first of all Conan O'Brien I like go nuts for him I think he's incredible like I he's almost like a deity to me like I think he can do no wrong and then for women I really like Alison Brie Amelia Clark and Lucy Liu Oh, those are good ones. You know who I also love is I think that Brie Larson is just like, I don't know. I find her very earnest and genuine and I just, I like her a lot. I hated her as Captain Marvel and the interviews that she did around Captain Marvel. But when she's not doing stuff that's Marvel related, I think she's really cool. I just I just don't like the shtick of being like, to be a strong superhero, you have to be an emotionless bitch. And I feel like that was the shtick that she did both in the movies and also oh. in interviews where she would always be like, yeah, like I'm the strongest, like blah, blah, blah. It was just like, I've watched videos breaking down all of her interviews and there's never been a more uncharismatic period in her career. But when she's not on the Marvel thing, she seems great. Um, See, I don't watch Marvel movies, so I didn't know that. But I did hear that she got a lot of, a lot of flack for that role. Um, It's the thing where like, like Amelia Clark plays Daenerys, right? But in interviews, she's not like, well, yeah, I'm the mother of dragons. Like, I'm not burned by fire. Fire, Like, I'm invincible. Instead, in interviews, she's like, oh, yeah, how funny is this? That was just a character. She, like, doesn't take it seriously. Also, uh-huh. Emma Stone. I love oh, her. Oh, I love her. And I actually, when I was at the, I wasn't at the Met Gala last year, but I was at um, the Mark Hotel, which is where all of the, a lot of the celebrities get ready. And she was so nice for me, just, like, waving hi. Like, she just seemed so genuinely nice. Also, I always, always, always love Viola Davis, mm. Annalise Keating. 
Um, I actually just recently watched Air, the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie about Air Jordans. Oh yeah, I heard that was good. It was so good. I like was not expecting to like sob, at the, but I actually ended up crying and she was great in that. She plays Michael Jordan's mom. Um, she's mm. just great in everything. Nicole Kidman, icon. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. It's funny how Nicole Kidman, like the thing that made her most beloved by everybody was like the AMC theater uh, bit that she did. And I feel like celebrities don't know, like they don't understand Gen Z humor or like what's relatable to the average person. So they try to do things that will catch on, but then something that's like a throwaway, like the AMC theater and the way that like galvanized the entire world to be like going to the movies in my like pinstripe suit, you know, like that was what made everybody like Nicole Kidman so much this past year, not like any of the things she did on purpose. Yes. And I feel like she does like not that she leans into it on purpose, but like she is so quirky in a way that I'm like, are you doing this on purpose? Like her clapping like this. And- <laughs> or the Jimmy Fallon bit where like she like turned out to have a crush on him and like that went mad viral or the way her Aussie accent always slips out when it's not supposed to. Yeah. Yes. Like her big little lies character, which also was iconic. Um, yeah. I feel like those are the ones that off the top of and by the head. way, I have to say this week we are, or I guess by the time this episode comes out last week on Patreon, we will have done a big little lies Patreon episode and a little bit of tea is in the blind item world. Apparently Reese Witherspoon fucking hates Nicole Kidman and like hated working with her on big little lies. Like they did not get along whatsoever. I can so see that because Reese Witherspoon is a bitch in my head canon. She hates like everyone. She has so many enemies. It's like her and Taylor Swift. It's like, if you have this many enemies, you're probably the problem. problem. And also like, I'll never forget when her husband got pulled over for a DUI. The, do you know who I am? Because that was a glimpse at like who she really is. And I I know that everyone else has moved on from it, but like, I personally never did. (laughs) She's like, do you know who I am? And I'm like, I think... I'm about to find out. Like, I think you just showed me who you are. Exactly. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to think of, like, more celebrities that I like because I feel bad that, like, all I did was, like, just, like, hate on everyone. But there are celebrities that I like. Those are just, like, a few that I could think of. Yeah. And also, I think um, the celebrities that we like are celebrities who do a couple movies and then slip away because they don't want to be a part of the mess. Um, There's some mystery there, which is, you know – how movie stars used to be mysterious. How about let's let's end on this end on this. Who is somebody who is unequivocally awful, but you you kind of like them? Like for me, it's like Trisha Paytas. Like I know she's crazy, yeah. but every time I do a drive through, I'm like, it's giving Trisha. Like I'm, I am obsessed with her. Okay, I love that about you. And yes, I feel like she's always just. I don't watch her stuff, but every time I see a clip of her, I'm like, you're so funny and weird. Um, who is awful, but I can't part from. I remember you said on Ryan's podcast that you like Jax or not Jax, um, James from Vanderpump. Oh, James. Definitely not Jax. James. Yes. Except if it comes out that he, I know that there have been whispers that it might come out soon that he actually was physically abusive to Kristen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that great TV and it's it's hard to not love James when he's on TV because he's so funny um I will say that 
you know, all of the stuff about Brad Pitt. I've always loved Brad Pitt. I think that he's great in comedic roles as much as dramatic roles. I just think he's such a talent. And so, you know, the, the stuff with Angelina and the kids, it's hard for me to reckon with. I don't know. I've, I've also heard, you know, and I know this is like extremely, you know, dark and, and not probably not the light note that we wanted to end on, but I've also, you know, gotten DMS from people in the industry that are like, it's not true, Brad. It's not true about Brad, but at the same time, I've heard mm. that it's true. So I don't know what to believe. I don't know. It's really hard though, for me as someone who's been like a day one Brad Pitt stan. So not to make any sort of accusations of domestic abuse about me, but it is about me. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I would say maybe Brad Pitt and James Kennedy pending whether or not they're guilty of domestic violence, which is a fucking horrible Oh my God. Play. I know, that's horrible. I'm sorry. You asked though, you asked. No, you know what? I feel like Trisha Paytas has probably hit people too. So like some of these people are like full on um, insane, but that's usually how people become famous because right. like they are insane. So they do crazy things to yes. um, get huge. Well, Sophie, I cannot... Thank you enough for coming on. If anybody wants to listen to you, right? Every Monday you do episodes with Ryan yes. Bailey. Yes. So, and where else can people find you? Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It like flew by. Um, you can listen to me every, it's actually every other Monday now because life kind of got busy with Ryan Bailey. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. And um, I'm on Twitter at Soap Ross with four S's. Instagram, soap underscore Ross. And I actually have my own podcast that's been on hiatus for a while. May or may not bring it back, but it's called So True with Sophie Ross, where, you know, talk about pop culture and all of that stuff. And yeah, I also occasionally do freelance writing and update my Substack at sophieross.substack.com. Um, yeah, that's about it. But this was so much awesome. fun. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. And uh, everyone head on over to Instagram this week so we can all talk about celebrities that we all hate and love and see what kind of opinions we share. So I will see you guys next week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.